Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What's the one memory that stands out the most? 65 toss power trap. Glosser Richardson came in. We were inside the five-yard line against Minnesota, and Glosser Richardson came in with a play from Hank Stram, and he said the coach wants 65 toss power trap. I said, are you sure? We haven't, we haven't practiced that that, that play in three or four weeks. You sure? Yeah, 65 toss power trap. I said, you better be right. And he was right. And with our defense, the game was over. If you're over a certain age and you watch the NFL, Len Dawson was on all the time because he was involved in so many like greatest hits packages and stuff like that. He's a Hall right. of Fame football announcer and a Hall of Fame player. There are only three of those in the NFL's history. He died yesterday. Uh, won a Super Bowl for Kansas City in 1970. <laughs> Hanson showed me. A hilarious picture of Len Dawson at halftime in his uniform sitting in the locker room on a folding metal chair because that's how, you know, fancy the NFL was at that time. Sitting in the locker room on a folding metal chair smoking a cigarette at halftime. Wow. Wow. Uh, But, uh, boy, to show you how much that game has changed, he won the MVP by going, I think it was 12 for 17 as a passer. Wow. You do that in the first quarter as an NFL quarterback now. That's how much different the could, game was. Yeah. 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 Right. Wow. And, you know, his description of the play, uh, 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 football is so much more complicated than the, the casual fan understands. And the guy's sitting there, you suck. Why didn't he dig him up? <laughs> it's so much more complicated. Plus, you have behemoths trying to remove your noggin from your head, from your neck. I met Len Dawson once. I got no story really? other than that. I met him once. Well, I was working at KCFX in Kansas City at the time, which was a station that had the Chiefs games, and he was mm-hmm. an announcer for the Chiefs forever. And uh, I got to meet him once, but I got no good story. It's not like I know him or anything. But Hi, Len. I work here, too. Exactly. That was pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I work here also. <laughs> 
So a couple of notes on America's youths. Uh, I, Joe Getty, am not an anti-pot crusader or anything like that. I used to smoke a little in my younger days. Then I decided I was smoking too much, and it wasn't doing, doing me any good. In fact, quite the opposite. So I gave it up. Um, and uh, marijuana these days is so strong. Uh, oh, it's, boy, that's, uh, it's, that's the thing not enough people know, I don't think. <clears throat> yeah, oh, my God, the THC levels are through the roof, and the things it does to your brain are just... I mean, we used to call, like, really strong pot, which would occasionally appear in the, gosh, the 80s, I guess, in the, in Illinois. Uh, we'd call it Vulcan Mind Eraser because it did. I mean, it rendered you useless, completely useless, but high as a kite. And the problem with that sort of thing is it tends to drag you toward using it more and more. Now, mm. some people are very disciplined about that, and I congratulate them. I would just say, be careful and look for the signs that you're slipping or uh, that it's doing you uh, harm. So I don't know much about this, and I certainly don't know about this because I'm not old enough. Was the pot of, like, the 60s, like, just, like, super mild, taking the edge off? Yeah, it was, yeah I don't know the percentage. But it was, like, a fifth as strong wow. as what you can get easily right now. That should be Easily. That should be more universally discussed, Jeanette. It's a different thing. Yeah, I think a lot of people who did smoke pot know that. Um, but yeah, it, it ought to be universally known. Anyway, that's a long preamble to uh, point out that young people are using marijuana and some hallucinogens at uh, record levels last year, according to the National Institutes of Health. Nearly 43% of young people said 43% said they'd used marijuana in the past 12 months, up from 29% in 2011 and 34% in 2016. So from 29 to 34 to 43 in 10 years. Uh, let's see. That's according to the Monitoring the Future study by the University of Michigan, which surveyed nearly 5,000 young adults between 19 and 30 years old. There could be a being honest with the pollster situation since it was illegal back then. I don't know. Excellent. Excellent point. That could be responsible for, I don't know. Why would you use a college six points? Yeah, why would a college student tell somebody, you know, in a suit and tie with a clipboard, yeah, I'm smoking pot. Went back when it was illegal. But I don't know. I don't have any idea. Yeah, that's an interesting point. It could it, you could be right, although I would argue that a certain percentage, maybe it's small, a certain percentage of of kid, young people who would be willing to smoke pot didn't or did it much less when it was illegal. Yeah, what's what that's what I was always worried about was the crime aspect of it. Well, that's what do you mean the crime aspect of it? It was a crime, so I just, I just, I stayed away from it because I was oh, worried yeah. about it being a crime. It was against the yeah, law. I don't, I don't know whether so I would just to... get hammered drunk, which was completely legal. Oh, there you go, perfect. <laughs> uh, and I don't know whether that restrained, uh, you know, ten percent of would-be pot smokers or fifty percent. No uh, idea. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I thought this was interesting, though. Uh, more than twenty-eight percent of young people said they had used marijuana in the past month. Okay, and more than one in ten were daily users. Ten percent daily rates users were not a significant jump from twenty twenty, although that's two years ago. Yeah. So ten percent of pot smokers are daily users, or ten percent of college kids are daily daily users, or young people? I mean, uh, young people. Okay, uh, wow, a little more than ten percent every day. That seems pretty high. That does not do you any good. Uh, use of hallucinogens other than LSD but I'm sometimes glad- are. Ref- Yes, I'm glad I can knock, uh, take my tax money and knock off some of your student loan debt. Those of you who are smoking <laughs> marijuana daily. Way to rope in the topic of the week. 
<laughs> MDMA, sometimes called ecstasy or Molly, was uh, uh, let's see, two percent, two point six percent had said they used it. That was a sharp drop from twenty twenty. Um, MDMA is often associated with partying, which took a hit during the pandemic, but has also shown promising results in treating conditions like PTSD, which is interesting. The report noted that alcohol remains the most used substance among adults in the study. Back to your hobbies, Jack. About one in three young people recently <laughs> reported binge drinking. Yeah, their def- definition of binge drinking is always so tepid, though. <laughs> it's just... Well, it's it's having five or more drinks in a row. All right. that's It's a better definition. I've seen three drinks cited as binge drinking. What am I going to watch an entire football game and have a beer? What what am I, 12 years old? I live in a college town, so I drive by lawns where everybody, like, uh, this weekend, or I guess doesn't start for a couple weeks, but when school starts that first weekend, every lawn on certain streets is going to have 20 people standing out there playing beer pong with red solo cups. And I'd be shocked if any of them don't have five drinks. I mean, that just seems odd to me, but... Right, right. If a drink is a 12-ounce beer, yeah, please. Levels of high-intensity drinking, defined by the report as having 10 or more drinks in a row, that's a big day. Uh, 10 or more? Uh, yeah, yeah. Although, although to my fellow cocktail enthusiasts, keep in mind a drink is an ounce and a half of hard alcohol. Eh, come on. So when the friendly bartender at the golf club makes you a double tanker and tonic, that's probably at least a quad. <laughs> Ah, beer. The cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Correct. So we promised we'd get to this. Let's get to it. Uh, Speaking of the young people, uh, instructions and rules to teach your son. I saw it billed as what fathers should teach their sons. Although certainly moms can teach their sons, I remain committed to the idea that the best scenario, not always possible, but the best scenario is for a boy to have a strong male role model. Abso-freaking-lutely. And anybody who disagrees with that is a fool or just wrong, unable to come to terms with their own situation. And you plucky single moms whose rotten husband flaked or whatever, uh, you're doing your best, and God bless you, with you 100%. But it is less than ideal. And I think in an honest moment or after you've had 10 drinks, you would would agree (laughs) with me. I mean, if we're going to get after it, let's get after it. Uh, number one, never shake a man, and these are not in any particular order, never shake a man's hand sitting down. Stand up. Well, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, that's interesting, but it's good. I had that situation and, just the other day, and I thought, I should stand up, but I'm kind of tired. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I will I will tell you also, uh, by preface, as I should have earlier, um, these range from the incredibly important and touching to the amusing. God, I did that just yesterday <laughs> afternoon, and afterwards I thought I should have stood up, but it was it was honestly because I was tired. <laughs> this one's just funny. I did it Don't in front tend- of my own son. Okay, we'll oh, get on to yours. You did the opposite of what yours I did. I, 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 I modeled sitting down to shake a man's hand. The man at the barbecue grill is the closest thing to a king. Do not challenge him. Do not correct him. Respect him. Because he'll spit in your hot dog? Or? Grill. <laughs> it's his grill. In a negotiation. So, so don't, stand, yes? okay. don't stand next to the guy flipping the burgers and say, I think, I think they're ready to come off, aren't they? You're going to get scalded by a hot spatula. <laughs> you do that in my house. <laughs> That's how I deal with that. Oh, my God, you're a psycho. Honey, we're leaving. Now your face is medium rare. Barbaric. 
Oh, my God. We're not going to get through many of these. <laughs> Honey, <clears throat> he scalded me. We're leaving. <laughs> That'd be a good You're reason. You're laughing, lunatic. <laughs> What? 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 You, yeah. you, 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 you backseat grill. You told me how to grill. So I scalded you. That's it's, it's, everybody would do it. This is pretty good advice. Having studied the art of negotiation through my adult life in a negotiation, never make the first offer. You know, we could go into the theory of that. Um, there are times you can violate that, but it has to be deliberately and for good reason. The point being that that pegs the negotiation. You know where they are. Uh, and if it's like a way low ball, you know you can try a high ball and then walk away. Or they might say a number that's beyond acceptable to you. And you can then see how far you can push. Boy, I had a good situation with that the other day. And we aren't going to get through these, but we're in no hurry. Um, with my kids in the, uh, they, they were with me, so I bought this motorcycle. I bought a used motorcycle, and uh, the guy had list, had it listed at sixty eight hundred dollars. And um, and uh, I I was on the phone with him as we drove over there, and I said, um, "How about sixty five? And he said, "All right." And uh, I got off the phone with my kids, and I said, "Did you see how long that took?" I said, uh, uh, "Tim, the salesman, who Joe and I both know." This was his quote that always stuck in my head. You never lose or make money faster than when you're negotiating. It's impossible. It's impossible. I made $300 in a half a second there. Yeah. And uh, I told my kids that you just, there's that money changes hands so fast when you're negotiating. It's, it's shocking. This is funny. This is funny. The next one request the late checkout. I, I always tell Judy, no, we'll just get a late checkout. She's like, oh, well, I don't know if we should ask. And I'm like, no, I'll call. If not- it's not a problem, they'll say go ahead. And 95% of the time they say no problem. You're right, and I'm with Judy. I'm, you're absolutely right. I've never had anybody say no, ever. But I have a guilt feeling about it. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it even comes from. The rules say 11. Really should get out of here. There's no good reason for it. And the room was really expensive, so let me stay another. It's a negotiation. I'm always courteous and say, hey, I'm, I'm going to be really rushed to get back from a meeting. Would it be a problem if I checked out at one? And again, sometimes they'll say, oh, gosh, later than noon would really press us. And I'll say, okay, I'll make it noon. No, I say, oh, I, say I can leave here at one with a clean carpet, or I can lean here now <laughs> with a real mess to clean up. It's your choice. That's what I say. Uh, we need to take a break. There are a bunch more of these. I mean, we could we hang in next segment and get back to the depressing news of the day, segment three, if you like. Yeah, all on the way. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. point is this. There is plenty of deficit reduction to pay for the programs, cumulative deficit reduction to pay for the programs many times over. What was that? Um, We're going to talk more about that next segment, uh, Joe Biden claiming that the whole loan bailout thingy is going to get paid for. Nobody else is saying that, but uh, some more wrinkles in the you, the taxpayer, bailing out the college kid story. And more of your brilliant emails on the topic, too. If you want to slip a last-minute one in, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We're taking a look at some of these rules fathers need to teach their sons. Uh, They range from the lighthearted and amusing to uh, just absolutely great. Um, I'm going to tell my son today, remember yesterday... 
when that guy came by and shook my hand and I stayed seated, that was not right. That's not what you should do. I got to tell him that because that was a bad move on my part. Mm. When entrusted with a secret, keep it. That's a good one. It's absolutely true. I had a tough one the other day. Um, it was just a so friend good. Told, well, a friend told me something in confidence about his health. Mm. And and I I I am very good at keeping secrets. It's it's locked away for good. And a mutual friend came up and he had like three quarters of the story, and said, "Hey, do you know what's going on?" Oh yeah, yeah. And and he he, he cares about this mutual sure. friend. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, "Oh hell, what do I do now? Play dumb or that?" Eh. Anyway, oh, da, 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 da. hold your heroes to a higher standard. In other words, pick your heroes carefully. Mm. Okay. Make sure they're worthy of your admiration. I like this one. Return a borrowed car with a full tank of gas. Wow. Well, That's this, funny. Somebody told me that a long time ago. I do that. This was written back when gas was like $3 a gallon, though. It's, it's completely different times we live in. <laughs> is it? Or is it more important, you weasel? I'm sorry. Weasel was out of line. I apologize. No, so you borrowed, if you borrow somebody's vehicle, you're at you least use a it. mink of a man. If you're borrowing a vehicle from someone to use it, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Return it with a full tank of gas. It's just a nice gesture. Uh, I like this. Play with passion or don't play at all. Are we talking about the bedroom? or? Well, you could be, I suppose. It's sports, I think, that sort of thing. Mm. When shaking hands, grip firmly. Look them in the eye. That's uh, that's right at the top of the list. Sure. And, you know, a classic. I meet somebody who doesn't, I immediately judge them harshly. God, who did I meet the other day? And I probably not wouldn't... permanently, but initially. Right. I met somebody the other day. Uh, I can't remember. I wouldn't say even if I did remember, but it was somebody like important and powerful and had the super limp, barely touched my hand handshake. I thought, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I like this. It's more a saying than advice, but don't let a wishbone grow where a backbone should be. Mm. Don't be wishing. I'll have to think about that one. Another one just worthy of a second. If you need music on the beach, you're missing the point. Ah, <laughs> good one. That's not advice exactly. Uh, let's see. Uh, you marry the girl, you marry her family. That, well, well that, sometimes. That's, yeah, yeah, that's just... yeah. Be like a duck. Remain calm on the surface. Paddle like crazy underneath. That's good. Quack at appropriate times. <laughs> Eat lots <As> of lettuce. <laughs> Experience the serenity of traveling alone. Oh, I love You've that. done that a fair amount. A lot, yeah. yeah. Well, back back before I had kids. Almost never now. Yeah, I did too. Uh, occasionally. Uh, never be afraid to ask out the best looking girl in the room. That's a good one. That's one I wish I had lived my whole life. Oh. If I have any regret, regrets on my deathbed, it'd be that one. Yeah. Be, be be bold. You know what? You will lose. You will be embarrassed. Just do it again. Mildly. And, and you'll be rewarded. Mildly embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, a couple more. Never turn down a breath mint. And try writing your own eulogy. And never stop revising it. That's a good one. That is a great much, one. Much more powerful than never turn down a breath mint. What the well, hell? <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. 
Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I remember playing this a lot back when it happened. It's when Elizabeth Warren was running for president, and she was talking a lot about bailing out uh, all student loans. She wanted to bail out all student loans. And this dad, um, who who had made some sacrifices, he's going to explain here in the little clip, was unhappy with the idea. And if you can't understand it, we'll fill it in afterwards. I just want to ask one question. My daughter's getting out of school. I saved all my money. She doesn't have any student loans. Am I going to get my money back? Of course not. So you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money, and those of us that did the right thing get screwed. No, it's not. Of course we did. My buddy had fun, bought a car, went on vacations. I saved my money. He made more than I did. But I worked a double shift, worked extra. My daughter's work, she was 10. So you're laughing. So, um, so what was and going she on? She laughed there? at him. Wow. So, what's going on there? If you couldn't quite understand it, is he's this is the thing my dad complains about all the time, uh, and rightfully so. So, this guy didn't buy a boat, didn't go on vacations, didn't buy a nice car, as he said, like another guy did, so that he uh, could pay for his daughter to go to college without them having to take out student loan debt. Now, you're going to bail out a friend of his who makes more money than him, who did buy all that stuff and took out student loan debt, but they're going to get forgiven. And I got screwed, and Elizabeth Warren says, no, you didn't. Nobody got screwed. And what I find interesting about that is this weird difference between uh, not just liberals, but like the super progressive, I don't know if they're Marxists, I don't know what it is, but they, they seem to actually have this weird mindset that some of us choose to work really hard at jobs we don't like, or drive crappier cars or whatever just because that's what we prefer and not right. as an economic decision. And other people decide to be artists, 
or go on nice vacations or drink more expensive wine or whatever it is because they prefer that stuff. Or go to more expensive colleges. Right. And and right. I and I don't get that at all. I used the example. I was actually in a relationship with somebody who always ordered really expensive wine and I was paying for and said, well, I just, I like it better. And I, I yeah, everybody likes the expensive <laughs> wine better. That's not why they choose the cheaper wine. But that is, that, that, that to me, hilarious response is the way Elizabeth Warren and Bernie and a lot of people look at the world. No, no, no. I like the more expensive stuff. So I should get it. You apparently like the cheaper stuff, so you get that. I like going on nice vacations, so I rack up a lot of credit card debt. I like my kid going to the really cool college, so we took out a student loan debt. You decided not to do that, and they what? How? How? And, how and then, you, like a six-year-old, they say it's unfair that I have all this debt. That's not fair. And they don't. I mean, we're talking past each other because they cannot understand. Like she just that guy said, I got screwed. Nobody got screwed. How do you see the world? And so you think this guy just for some reason delayed gratification with cars and trips and everything like that to not take out loan. Well, I, I, I can't even wrap my head around that worldview. The shoes on the other foot today, because it's usually Jack who's asking, do they actually believe that? Or is it just a cynical ploy for votes? Because I, I I don't know which one's more disturbing. Well, I used my wine example because, you know, that was somebody who actually believed that, apparently. That I, I, I like the more expensive wine. Other people are choosing the cheaper wine because I guess they like that. Yeah, no, I like really ch- expensive wine, but uh, no. They're choosing the cheaper wine because they've made a, a, a calculation in cost. And keeping their money, et cetera, et cetera, just like the guy with the college. But a certain portion of the public doesn't look at it that way. Yeah. Well, you yeah. chose to go to a cheaper college and work through college. Good for you. I didn't choose that. What? You know what? I ought to put out a blog called The Cheap Wino. Because there are some unbelievably great wines at very, very reasonable prices out there. They just don't come from the marquee regions. So, anyway. Uh, but anyway, back to the, the main point. Does Elizabeth Warren cynically pitch that crap because she knows selfish halfwits will vote for it? Like, just kind of half-bright, would-be socialists will vote for it? Or does she actually believe it? I just no, I I think, don't know. Well, I don't know about her specifically, but I think most of those people actually believe it. That's why Marxism is a thing and has been a thing. I think I think Nancy Pelosi actually believes there are some people that would prefer to be artists. There are some people that want to work in a in a cubicle at something that's not enjoyable, but they 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 want to do that. I think they actually believe that. Wow. That the the, the rest of us aren't making decisions based on no i'd like to be a guitar player but you know it's unlikely i'd make money at it so i'm going to stick with this thing that's not very fulfilling because i want to have some money when i'm old they don't look at the world that way wow um, well, i'm not sure how to communicate with them. I, I don't i'm Maybe not either not bother i'm not I, I don't know either so jason Furman has gotten a lot of attention over the last year or so he was o- obama's economic advisor and he has been way to the right of the Biden policies on a whole bunch of different things, including a lot of these giant spending bills. And he was yesterday on this bailout program. He hates it. We can tell you a little bit about that coming up, among other things. Yeah, after a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security that's there 24-7 to protect you with 
beyond state-of-the-art security. I mean, it's better than you can get other places. And they have affordable plans starting at less than a dollar a day, no long-term contract, no hidden fees. So it's better and less expensive. Yeah, this is one of the situations where uh, the, 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 the the choice for the best includes the choice for the one that doesn't cost that much. About a dollar a day, no long-term contracts. A lot of these security systems, you're signing a two-year deal, and whether you use it or like it or not, you're locked in. Not with Simply Safe because they, they're, they're certain you're going to like it. And you order it online, it comes to your home, you set it up yourself in about 30 minutes, and a lot of publications have said this is flat-out the best security system you can get. Yep, protect you from break-in, burglary while you're gone, a fire, a flood, if that's a concern, or a medical emergency. Customize a perfect system for your home in a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Really good website, as you'd expect from such an advanced company. Go today, claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Just go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong, and it's worth mentioning their beloved sponsor of the show, so we'd appreciate you spon- or, uh, you know, supporting them as well. Good folks. My uh, youngest brother, who's a real hard-working, working-class guy who did go to a year and a half or two of a community college, uh, all paid for, is uh, thrilled at the idea of, uh, and he's a super saver, drives a Camry with like 100,000 miles on it, I mean, just like really frugal. He's thrilled at the idea of paying for student loans for people who went to a fancy college and partied for four years to get a degree that's not going to do them anything. You've got to throw in that Lawrence Tribe tweet again. I'm going to, yeah, because it is the the most shocking thing I heard yesterday. It is astonishing, no hyperbole. So Jason Furman, Obama's economic advisor, he was tweeting right off the bat and got a lot of attention from people who don't like this bailout thing. Just basically saying it was bad and getting into some of the details. He said, pouring roughly half trillion dollars of gasoline on the inflationary fire that is already burning is reckless. Doing it while going well beyond one campaign promise of $10,000 of student loan relief and breaking another all proposals paid for is even worse. And then he said, the White House fact sheet has sympathetic examples about a construction worker making $38,000 a year and a married nurse making $77,000 a year. But then why design a policy that would provide up to $40,000 to a married couple making $249,000 a year? Why include law and business school students in that if you're going to use these examples? Um, I like that. Which, speaking of law students, gets to this. This was the most galling thing I saw all day yesterday. Lawrence Tribe, who's a well-known public intellectual and Harvard law professor, tweeted out, Good news for thousands of my former students. I'm grateful on their behalf, Mr. President. People that got a degree from Harvard Law getting (sighs) bailed out by the rest of us. You can't get a more solid, I'm going to be successful in the world ticket. Then you graduated from Harvard Law, and Lawrence Tribe, the professor, thinks that makes perfectly good sense. That those the elite you, of the elite, the elite of the elite, and Lawrence Tribe thinks it makes sense that if you work in Jiffy Lube and you went to some sort of tech school, that you should pay uh, ten thousand dollars to help them out. That is just insane. You know, I'm going to put on my political scientist hat, which is uh, well, it's a tri-cornered hat. It's out of fashion, but time honored. The exodus of the working class from the Democratic Party, which is mid-exodus right now, and I believe this has the potential to 
like triple turbocharge it. That exodus of the blue collar America from the Democratic Party will be one of the most astounding transitions in American political history. This is a thumb in the eye of working America. I can't believe if word filters down to them. The, 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 the trouble with being uh, uh, elite, and I guess technically uh, I'd be in that category, the trouble with being in the elite is you can like lose perspective and get used to it and all these different things, obviously, right? Um, Lawrence sure. Tribe, Harvard law professor, is really out of touch with like the way the world works. If he thinks, congratulations to people who got a degree from Harvard law, you're getting bailed out by people who couldn't get in, decided not to go to college, all these different things. That's insane. That is so insane. A little more from Jason Furman, Obama's economic guy. He said, this is highly problematic. It impacts Its impacts include encouraging higher tuition in the future, of course, encouraging more borrowing, of course, creating expectations of future debt forgiveness and more. He's absolutely right, right about that. More importantly, everyone else will pay for this, either in the form of higher inflation or in higher taxes or lower benefits in the future. Obviously, because at some point this has to get paid for. That's interesting that he was the economic guy in Obama's uh, White House, that he is a guy who clearly has some fiscal responsibility. Look, at some point all this has to be paid for, and it's either going to be higher taxes or less benefits one way or the other. There's no getting around it, and it's going to cause inflation. And thank God we're bailing out kids that went to Harvard Law. Well, and the other question that he raises, and he raised like three or four that deserve quite a few uh, minutes of discussion each, but uh, just a quick version. The What about the future? What about future kids? Now, the, the ridiculous, practically laughable claim is, well, this is an emergency measure because of COVID, which is crazy. Um, well, I suppose the, the, the cynical slash realistic answer to that question is the future doesn't matter. We're just buying votes of uh, young college educated people for the midterms because our numbers are so awful and so upside down. We have no intention of justifying this in any way that's logically sound. We're just trying to get away with it. If they were, if they were honest, if you pumped them full of sodium pentothal, that's what they'd say. Uh, I heard a great example used yesterday. You take two brothers. One of them decides to go to college, takes out the student loans. The other one decides, I'm going to be a plumber, buys a truck and all the tools, learns the skill somehow, and goes around and does his thing. Still has a loan on his truck, still paying for the expensive tools. The college kid gets his, you know, up to $10,000 knocked off, maybe Mm 20000 if it was a Pell Grant. The guy who bought the truck and the tools, still making the payments on him. He'll get nothing. And... $2,000 $2,000 of his taxes going to the other brother. There is no world in which that makes any sense. But I saw all the flax for the White House on all the cable news channels with very little pushback from the hosts spouting that this is just fair. People are hurting out there. People who went to college are hurting. So so's the plumber. So's everybody else has got debts of all kinds. The rent is so crazy high. Uh, House prices are high. Every, groceries are high. Gas is high. Everybody's paying a lot. Interest ta- rates. The talking point from the Secretary of Education all day on NPR. I heard this story so many times because I was driving around and they kept repeating it. His talking point was nobody should come out of the pandemic in worse shape than they went in. Are you crazy? 
What an idiotic thing to say. Okay, so you're going to make that true for college kids, but not everybody else? Not the hundreds of thousands of businesses that closed permanently? All those restaurants where the family lost everything they had? Do you think they're coming out of the pandemic worse than they went in? But you're going to make sure college students who have the best prospects on the planet of being successful make sure that they don't come out worse. That You can't make sense of this. Please, American people, recognize this for what it is. I'm going to be so despondent if polling comes out that shows like 60% of Americans are okay with this. Amen to that. I will just give up at that point. Well ranted, sir. I'm going to walk across the hall to the sports station and start talking about, you know, first downs. The vegetable wars continue in the Pennsylvania Senate race. The bloody details. Well, it's not blood. It's ranch dressing. Coming up next. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm do some grocery shopping. I'm at Wegner's. There's some asparagus. That's $4. That's $20 for crudite. This doesn't include the tequila. That is so funny. <laughs> That's a Dr. Oz, by the way, who's, I think, going to get his ass handed to him in the Senate race. Wow. Yeah, I want to talk about that for a second, but um, in a second. That. With video was so extraordinary in so many ways. I didn't even get to the whole, he's making crudite, he says, which, you know, is like a veggie, a veggie tray. I'd never heard that word in my life, which is well, and, one of the knocks on uh, him saying that. 
Well, right, sure, yeah. Um, but salsa, salsa and, and uh, guacamole? That's odd. And then he said, and that doesn't even include the tequila. So it's like he doesn't know what crudite is, and it's a veggie tray anyway. What the hell is he talking about? (laughs) Well, he was trying to be a common man, and so he was at the regular grocery store, because I actually live here, even though he doesn't, and he got the name of the grocery store wrong, and then he mentioned this vegetable platter thing that that doesn't include the tequila. I know I heard that. I thought, is that a joke, or do you drink tequila with your carrot sticks when you dip them in ranch, or I don't know what's going on here. (laughs) It was just very strange on, on virtually every level. Keeping in mind now, this guy he's running against, you've probably seen him. Big, bald-headed guy, goatee, always wears a hoodie. The common man, the working man, who's never held a freaking job in his life. His mommy and daddy supported him into his 50s until he finally got some sort of government gig. Right. Just unbelievable. And if Dr. Ha- Oz is the vote that stops, you know, <laughs> the next Green New Deal from going through that cost $4 trillion, you got to have that vote. Oh, my God. So you've got a lying con man quack. Against a, a, a lying con man ne'er do well who's just recently had a stroke, right? Yeah. So this uh, guy Fetterman, John Fetterman, Oz's Democratic opponent, is just bashing uh, Dr. Oz over the video, which of course he would. I mean, because he just, Oz teed it up for him. And, and, and it's worth mentioning Dr. Oz doesn't believe a single freaking thing Donald Trump does. He's just echoing Trump's rhetoric to get votes from Pennsylvanians. But anyway, um, listen to Dr. Oz's campaign jab, uh, jabbing back at Fetterman's uh, criticism. Yeah, if John Fetterman had ever eaten a vegetable in his life, then maybe he wouldn't have had a major stroke <laughs> and wouldn't be in the position of having to lie about it constantly. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, my God. So they go with stroke shaming. Yes. Way to have your corpuscles not be able to transfer oxygen through your body or something. (sighs) Holy cow. (laughs) And this is the race, as you pointed out quite aptly, Jack, that has the potential to tip the scales in Washington for, you know, legislation that could change the face of America for for years, decades, or permanently. Or a Supreme Court justice that can change the landscape for decades. In this, I mean, that's probably the biggest impact you could have. Yeah, yeah. And they mentioned that uh, throughout his career, uh, Oz has engineered a series of parlays from running a groundbreaking medical center. He's quite the heart surgeon, I guess, to gaining press attention from press attention to a best-selling book, from the book to appearances on Oprah, from Oprah to his own media empire, several businesses and board positions, 10 properties and a place in virtually every American heart and mind. And one person involved in the inception of the Dr. Oz show says, I think part of the reason he came on TV was to ramp up his profile so at some point he could go into politics. He's definitely the kind of person who will do what he has to do to get what he wants at least so you've got him against a complete freaking phony you can't hold a job yeah at least oz is the success of the american dream if you work hard and have an idea at least he's that yeah turkish american immigrant what what tequila turkish american immigrant uh, heart surgeon success etc he may be a phony but at least he's had a job i like taking a shot of a stroke oh my god God. (laughs) if you miss an hour grab the podcast armstrong and getty on demand 
Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.